welcome to Blair Heart, a true untold story of the Highlands as you've never heard that before. Previously on Blair Heart, Blair, the hero from this story, has travelled to Edinburgh in an attempt to reclaim the recently unexiled, exiled Scotland. Meanwhile, the ex-Prime Minister has been captured against his will and is being forced to reclaim Scotland, which as it turns out, he wanted to do anyway. Blair Episode 6, The Battle of Edinburgh Castle. Mr Prime Minister, I just think it might be worth doing something to honour the burnt down factory. Following the removal of the vowels from the popular Scottish drink Iron Brew, those rioting in the streets had marched to the Iron Brew factories with the intention of stealing what remained of the original untainted drink. Craven, Billy. I can't see a bleeding thing. Aye, we may need some light. Have you got your flint? Aye, that I do, Billy. Just give me a wee few seconds. We nearly, nearly got it there. After 30 minutes and a series of unfortunate tinder swipes, the spark set off a mysterious, extremely flammable orange liquid, which I'm informed is most definitely not iron brew. This ended up causing the entire factory to set on fire. Christ, that has gone up quickly. Aye, it does seem like a strange decision to put brew in the sprinklers. Aye, well we don't want a repeat of the great fire now, do we? In 1824, Edinburgh was set alight. Despite a new fire brigade being put into action two months prior, there was unfortunately no access to water, which hampered the brigade's ability to quench the fire. Consequently, certain buildings across Scotland have sought out alternative extinguishing agents. Anyway, back in Edinburgh Castle, under duress of the captors, the Prime Minister and Senator Alan O'Dougall have been trying to resolve the PR nightmare following all the recent events. But Mr Prime Minister, we can't have the people revolting when you are made king. After the factory was burned down, the ex-Prime Minister's approval ratings had never been lower. Despite constant reminders that he would be making Scotland great again, Senator Alan O'Dougall feared how the Scots would react to his becoming king. Camera is ready, Mr Prime Minister. Aye, I know O'Dougall. What more do they bloody want? I've already named the bleeding throne in its honour. In an attempt to win back the favour of the still ongoing Iron Brew rioters, the ex-Prime Minister had named the seat containing the Stone of Destiny, the Iron Throne. However, he later redacted this name to the Rune Throne, as he believed this name to be more macho. But Mr Prime Minister, what you have done has only made the Scots more angry. Everything is ready to go live now, Mr Prime Minister. You best get your show on. I think it's time to be shutting your mouth, Odigal, and get out of my bloody camera shot. I can't have people thinking that you might be the new king getting so close to the Iron Throne. What the Prime Minister was referring to was a strange technicality in Scottish law, where a combination of finders keepers and divine rights means that in the event of there being no ruler, the first person to sit on the throne would become the new king. Do you mean the Rune Throne? Or Dougal, 
what have I told you about correcting me? For that, I'll be putting you in charge of drains and cisterns. For those of us who can't get to one of the fine facilities of Dundee, Marquee and Toilet Hire. 30 seconds, Mr Prime Minister. But Mr Prime Minister, why would you do such a thing after all we've been through? Oh, Dougal, in under 20 seconds, I will be crowned Kang. At that point, you can consider your services terminated. 25 seconds. What on earth is that noise? Previously, Blair had travelled from Hadrian's Wall and was in the process of tracking down the ex-Prime Minister with hopes of overturning the vote for Scottish independence from Scotland. Unfortunately, as Scotland had now been exiled, the ex-Prime Minister no longer possessed any diplomatic authority, so this plan wouldn't have worked anyway. Christ, after walking 500 miles, I wasn't expecting to walk 500 more. Oh, Craven, there are bleeding guards everywhere! Unfortunately for Blair, as a consequence of the Prime Minister's soon-to-be coronation, the Scottish Independence Party had joined the Scots Guard around Edinburgh Castle to prevent any disruptions occurring. Hey, you there! Come here, nay! Ah, crap, I left me bleeding battle axe by Kirkerbright. With limited time remaining and no battle axe, apparently, Blair would have to talk his way out of this dilemma and keep his cool. Hey, I'm talking to you, pal! What are you done? It was at this point, unable to contain his rage anymore, Blair blew his cover. I've come to squash that fucking reprobate who's been spinning shit all week. Oh great, to be honest we've been trying to swat him too. Um, really? Aye, but he's a slippery fucker. Every time we go for him he's always flying around from one being to the other. I mean, the bastard doesn't they give up. Believing Blair to be the exterminator, the guard gladly led Blair to the spider which has inhabited Edinburgh Castle for the past two months. So, anyway, that's when we decided we needed to defend the castle. Aye, that is a great story. To be honest with you, I didn't realise that structures could be built so tall. Exactly, right? Like I was saying, the castle is completely impenetrable. I mean, except for the wee hole where their spider's been. During a mass prison breakout in 1811, a large hole had been created in the castle's south wall. As the prisoners were made aware of the hole, there was a continued series of breakouts over the following three years, at which point the authorities determined that perhaps the prison was no longer suitable. Well, pal, if you think that's impenetrable, you should see the Great Wall. It's nearly three feet tall. Two. And I'll just be cutting that short. Uh, anyway, just to clarify to our listeners, what happened previously in this episode actually in fact happened later in real time. And so now we're going to go forward in time to the beginning of the episode. Uh, it's actually not hugely clear either. Basically, the Prime Minister is about to get coronated on live television, and Blair is about to crash through the door. Alright we Blair, get your head in the game. The bastard you've been chasing is through this door. One, two, three. Ah! 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 What on earth is that noise? Ugh. You fucking bastard. What have you done to my country? Oh, Dougal, 
get that bloody chitchin out of my shot. We are now live on TV. I'll rip your fucking head off it, slave. Say, get off me. With the whole of Scotland watching this, quite frankly, rather underwhelming fight, those in the Scottish Independence Party were unable to intervene in fear that if Blair somehow fell onto the throne, he instead would be made the new king. Hey pal, stay away from the throne. No fucking way. As the Prime Minister fell to the ground, he turned to see something he'd never expected. Someone unexpected was sitting on the run throne. You stupid bastard, what have you done? Tune in next time to Blairheart to find out who has become the new king, whether those in Scotland leave, and finally, how in 1969, Ironbrew received its own tartan. Also, a word from our sponsors, Dundee International Relations. Brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Japanese and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. Damn Scots! They ruined Scotland! Dundee International Relations. Breaking down borders.